Welcome to the podcast. I'm Andy Vauder. Today's guest is probably one of the most well-known people in the furniture industry. He's the president of a company called My Resource Library, or MRL, and his name is Jeff Carlson. Jeff is a big personality and a wonderful guy. And today we're gonna to talk about the origins of My Resource Library and how this idea of creating an online database for the furniture industry originated and how it came to fruition. He's gonna talk about other things about his company, how unique it is that they are a remote-based company and some of the challenges and benefits that come with that. And you're really gonna love some of the things that Jeff has to talk about. His passion for making things easier and simpler for the people in this industry clearly shines. And of course that resonated with us here at Making Privacy Simple. Let's jump on in. Well, Jeff, thanks for being here. Uh, Jeff Carlson, My Resource Library, um, sitting down with me to talk about the furniture industry and, and technology and where, you know, where we're going with everything. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us, um, have a conversation. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming down and meeting me. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, so let's start with a little bit about your background. Um, it seems like everybody in this industry knows you, so I'm assuming there's... <laughs> There's got to be a background in there about, you know, how it all started. So give us a little bit of back, background, a couple of minutes. Okay. Well, trying to keep it to a couple of minutes sure. is hard. Yeah. But <laughs> um, actually, I've been in the industry all my life. Uh, my grandfather started a rep group in 1952. Uh, my father now runs that rep group. My brother is an independent rep. I have an aunt that works for a furniture dealership in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I have an uncle that works for a different furniture dealership in Cincinnati, Ohio. I met my wife on a cold call at a design firm in Cleveland, Ohio, and she now owns her own independent rep group out of Phoenix, Arizona. I was working for the family rep group, and then I went to work for Steelcase, I worked for KI, and then I worked for a small manufacturer out of uh, Seattle, Washington as a national sales director when I started my resource library. How's wow. that for a okay. little bit of a background? That, that was pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to go fast. All right. So, so, so definitely you've got roots in this that go way back. Yes. Um, and also, if you worked at a rep firm, you've got family members in a rep firm, you understand probably the, hard, the hardest job of all of this, too, which yes. is, you know, that, that middle person that has to make all those connections. Well, I think it's what gives my resource library an edge, and that is that it's not a technology company that runs my resource library. Um, it's somebody that's from the industry, that's actually worked at rep groups, manufacturers, it's seen every side of the industry. That makes and, a lot of sense. And yeah. we've added a lot of tools because of the needs of the dealers, the designers, and the reps. Sure. So my resource library, it's exactly what that sounds like, right? It's a, it's a virtual library for um, manufacturers of furniture or architectural products to, it's a, it's a central locating, I'm, I'm trying to give your pitch. <laughs> through my version of it, right? But yep. uh, it's an online library, <laughs> right? It's an online library yes. for the, for this industry. Yep. Uh, tell us how that idea came about. So uh, interestingly enough, I was traveling in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and I was at a design firm, and I, at that time, was traveling with a suitcase full of binders. And I was there, and I met with the design firm, and I offered them a binder. They said they didn't keep binders, so I got really excited thinking, the time of traveling with a suitcase full of binders was over. Then they showed me that they were using an Excel spreadsheet. And I said, there's no way that'll work. And basically, I think I really got thrown out of the design firm uh, because I, I refused to believe that they could function that way. 
on my flight back, I sketched up my resource library, an idea that I had that's very visual. So it does show all the manufacturers, binders, and so forth. Um, then I'm not a programmer, so I didn't really know what to do. So I actually uh, was at a swim meet for my oldest daughter. And in Arizona, at a swim meet, you're outside eight hours. Child swims for less than two minutes. It's a great <laughs> experience. Uh, I got to talk to another parent, and I asked him what he did. And he said he's a program engineer for Intel. Uh, his name is Mike Goodman. He's my business partner now. But at the time, I asked him, showed him my sketches, and said, how much would this cost? He said half. And I thought half a million dollars. And he said, no, just give me half the company, and I'll do it for free. And that's literally <laughs> how my resource library that's got amazing. started. So, wow. Um, and we've been growing ever since. That was eight years ago. Yep. So eight years ago, you guys designed the platform, or he designed the platform. You designed it. Uh, he made the platform. Yes. Um, and... You know, it's it seems like now when you think about it, it was only 2011. When you think about it now, yes. it's like this, you guys have been around forever because of how quickly the industry, from my perspective, right? Yes. How quickly the industry has adopted what you guys do. Yep. And yet, I, I doubt it worked out that way. Like, tell us about the early, <laughs> the early days of that, convincing design firms or dealers yep. or manufacturers to get involved. So the number one challenge we had was uh, in order to get users... I had to have manufacturers. In order to get manufacturers, I had to have users. So we had to overcome that pretty quick. So sure. uh, we made some alliances with uh, Indio buying groups, um, workplace furnishings, other ones at the time, and uh, leveraged our services. But really the, the, the struggle, and if I kind of digress a little bit, what, what our real challenge was is how to get the word out to everybody. Sure. And how do we get more coming in so that we can hire more people to continually grow the business. And um, I think we've done a fantastic job of that. We I are, agree. People do know who we are. We do service the furniture was where we started, was contract furniture. Now we're doing hospitality, textiles, lighting, and also the accessories and as far as decor. And as you guys do at uh, MPS, sound masking mm -hmm. and so forth. We put that all into the library. It's all searchable so that people can find products quicker. Yeah, and we, I wouldn't say we were one of the first uh, companies, but we were probably one of the first of our industry you were. To, to get involved. We, you know, yes. I saw what you guys were doing, and it just made a lot of sense. Instead of yeah. printing hundreds of binders and having to try and manage what, where they are and what's in them yes. nationwide, it was like, oh, we can just upload it and then point people there. Oh, that's a... That's a novel idea. So yeah, it was kind of an interesting thing. Back when my grand or when my father was a rep, he used to travel with like ten milk crates in the back of his car filled with brochures, and he would go into a firm and literally update them for like two hours. Yeah, and nobody does that anymore. Yep. So what's happening is your reps are all taking in fresh binders. They're taking the old one off, putting the new one on, and with the pretense that they're going to update that. Now some may, but most of them are going to throw that away. Well, they don't realize that's like a hundred and some dollars worth of an investment to yep. a manufacturer every time they do that there's costs associated so as the industry is kind of you know kind of progressed and by the way to get to where we are several things did have to happen i kind of going to jump back just for a second but two two things had to happen panel systems had to become the secondary of a project instead of the primary which did happen in around the 2011 age we went to the open desk plan ancillary products had to become the primary because every aligned dealer knows all about their panel systems but what they don't know is the ancillary products 
And that's where my resource library really comes in as a benefit. It helps them find the products that they are looking sure. for. So a Hayworth dealer knows every in and out of the Hayworth product that they're selling. But when they need to hit their margin goals or hit their profit goals by adding ancillary items to that space. Yes. That is a, it's a sea of information that no, you know, you couldn't go to everybody's website and, and get that information easily. So that typically what they do is what guys. Google it. Yeah. And when you're Googling it, you're bringing in companies that are from China or from overseas, or literally if I built a chair in my garage, I could put it on yep. and I could be popping <clears> up in your search results. Sure. You don't necessarily want to buy a chair that I'll build in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> or you may not sell to them. It, you never know. You, you know? never know. That might be so, your competition or something. Yeah. So we offer that vetted resource, which I think is what is needed in the industry. Which you're the only one of your kind. So that creates an interesting question about who your competition is. So originally when we were just the library, our competition was companies like uh, Spec Simple uh, or Designer Pages. Uh, they were probably the closest to us. Okay. Um, we store all of the information in the binders. So we're not just a link back to a manufacturer. We have all of your images. We have all of your products. We have everything inside of my resource library. So we quickly outgrew our competitors. In fact, one of them actually was using images from my resource library as they were trying to show binders in their platform, which was a, a really nice compliment to me. Um, but we quickly outgrew that. And they are focusing now more on the architectural products, okay. like plumbing and so forth, where we're just not there yet. Sure. We want to build consistent libraries for all platforms before we just add everybody. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so you guys have still a relatively new company, eight years old. Uh, you formed, for the most part, a virtual company. Yes. Um, you know, I've interacted with several people from your company, and they're not all in the same office as you necessarily. <laughs> yep. um, so tell us kind of how that's worked out. What, what are some of the, the ways that that's worked for you? And yep. maybe what are some of the challenges that come along with that? It, it's interesting. Having remote employees is fantastic on one hand in the fact that I have people that are on the East Coast because the three-hour time difference between Arizona and the East Coast is pretty hard to deal with when yep. my customers are back there. So I have, I have people that work for me that are back there so that they can handle those early morning calls. Sure. Then I have people that live in Arizona. And so I'm, all of our employees are remote. They all live or work where they live. So um, the advantages are that. The disadvantages, because there are disadvantages, is there are times when you just wonder, what are you actually getting out of those employees? Are they actually working 40 hours a week? So you have to have a lot of trust. Sure. Now, I trust all of my employees 95% of the time, but there's always that 5% of time <laughs> where I sit there and just start scratching my head saying, I don't get it. <laughs> but at the same time, my team is by far one of the best teams that I've ever worked with in my entire life. And I would imagine the best way you handle that is, are they getting the product, the work done in yes. a timely manner? I mean, yeah. did they go get their hair done at 2 o'clock? I don't know. But... They needed that done by Friday and it was done, so. Well, the benefit you know. of is really is, I don't care that they go get their hair done at two o'clock or they yeah. have to take a child to a doctor, they have to do whatever dentist appointment. I really don't care. As long as they're getting the work done, yep. they could do it whenever they want. So we have several employees that actually work up until like midnight, but then during the day they're running errands and they're doing other things because they have kids. I'm fine with that. 
and we have other employees. So I've got kind of different sets. I have a millennial group and I have the older group. And the older group is really, really good. You can't email them after like seven o'clock, otherwise they will respond. The younger group sometimes takes a day to get back to you. So it's, it's a different breed, but it, it definitely is working. But as a mix, it, it, it's working definitely. Yes. Um, so one of the key things I, I would imagine you need to do is stay on top of industry, industry trends. You've, yes. You know, you travel a lot, you get to interact with uh, every facet of this industry. And so what are some of the ways that you try and stay on top of some of the trends or maybe where, you know, you mentioned the, the office plan changed over the course of the last 10 years yep. and there's other new trends happening. How do you stay on top of all those? I read a lot. <laughs> um, well, there's a couple of things. One is I do read a lot of articles. I do read a lot of books. Um, there's a group that's here actually at the hotel, the Solomon Coyle group. They do the financial benchmarking for all the aligned manufacturers, dealers. They are nothing but research. They do a lot of research and I listen to what they have to say. And so we're trying to get that feedback from people that are in the know so that we can try and kind of spotlight our next course of action. Sure. And so you started being a library. That was where it started. Yes. Um, but you mentioned that you've kind of expanded past your competitors in that regard. What, yep. what are some of the ways MRL is doing that? Well, we have a project binder tool that allows you to communicate with your customers so you can build projects, send it a link to a client and work with them through those links. We also have the integration with CET Designer that's coming out in December, the integration with Project Specs. So we're taking marketing materials and actually linking them to specification tools. So we're trying to streamline the process. Then the other thing is we went into inspiration and ideation. So instead of just going into a binder, manufacturers have really cool installation shots. They can provide us all of those. We'll show those as kind of like a Pinterest board, but then it's linked right back to the product versus being linked to wrong websites and Some so forth. Some random website Pinterest. that ripped off an image of somebody. Yes. Exactly. It takes you right to the manufacturer yes. and you can pull the specs from there. Yes. That's, that's fantastic. So that's what I mean by we've kind of morphed beyond that. Sure. Um, and the traffic has just been fantastic. Our, our growth has just been great in those arenas. So you're interacting with all these different types of, of industries, all right, same industry, all these different types of groups of people. You've yes. got you know, your manufacturer, you have the manufacturer rep who's an independent company. Yep. Uh, you've got the dealer, you have the design firm, and then you even mentioned before we started the, the, the design students as well. That yes. You want to get in there. Um, and I'm sure there's other other industry or other groups that touch my resource library a little bit. Yep. How do you manage all those different relationships? Because they're, you know... They're we very sponsor different. a lot of bars. No, to sponsor a lot of bars. <laughs> um, no, honestly, it, it's it's hard. When I travel to a market, we want to meet with dealers that are our customers. We want to meet with new potential dealers. We want to meet with design firms, and it's a different presentation when you're dealing with design firms to the dealers. Sure, they use it differently. Um, then we started the interior design program, which uh, Auburn University was the first school to sign up with us. They've added us to the curriculum. So now we're presenting to students and teaching them how to use my resource library. They're turning in assignments using our project binder tool. Wow. So it's been really powerful, but it's again, a different aspect of our industry. And 
Somebody once told me, I forget who it was when I started the company, that the best way to build a company is to provide a net underneath the company so that instead of just, let's say, dealers were to go away or design firms were to go away, that my net would still be functional because just one thing would be gone. Sure. So we did. We put together a pro-rep program. It's free of charge for reps. We put together a program for designers, designers that are at companies, so facilities designers, interior design students, manufacturers, and then, of course, all sorts of dealers that are out there. Sure. So, and then we're moving into hospitality industry, and we're moving into a whole bunch of other places. So juggling all of those relationships is hard, um, but it's also really easy with social media. So everything that comes to us, press releases, podcasts like this one, everything we promote through our social media as well, and it helps us stay connected. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, that's just insane to think about how quickly that could grow into, I mean, because a hospitality dealer is different than a contract furniture dealer or yes. yeah, the manufacturers are all different. And, yes. you know, that's, that's continue. It sounds like it's just going to continue to grow. Well, um, we, we get a lot of requests from different <laughs> manufacturers wanting to be a part of our library. I can't put a little bit outside of yes. a little bit outside of. So I have to vet them. Sure. And so I can't just bring in a manufacturer. So we have to silo them in a, in a way that's not offensive to them because hospitality manufacturers are not traditional contract. They don't hold up to the same standards, but yet hospitality is the new big trend. So the dealers and the designers want access to hospitality. So we created a separate library for them. Sure. We'll do the same thing for residential eventually, and we'll kind of move through all of that. Smart. So smart. Um, you know, I like what you said about uh, that, that the idea of the net across all that, and, yep. and uh, it's 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 a smart strategy moving forward. Because I mean, even though when you think about your business, you guys started something that had never been done. Mm -hmm. You really don't have a good competitor when it comes to furniture because you replaced everybody's library or you transformed everybody's library. Yes. Um, if I were to start a company right now, I would not choose no. a, uh, <laughs> a resource library for furniture. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you're eight years ahead of everybody else. Yes. Uh, and so you've got a you've got a really good uh, start there, and yet. The fact that you're innovating about how do you expand into other areas that touch what you do, that keep broadening your perspective and your influence in the industry, I think is really, really smart. It, we were talking at lunch. It's a lot like what we're trying to do as a company. And, yep. um, you know, for years we sold one product and one solution that, that solved basically one problem. And now we're trying to continually branch out and find new solutions that people start to think about the word acoustics or they start to think about the word privacy or even noise and we want them to start thinking about our company yes instead of just this sound masking or white you know white yep. noise so we, that's our goal is to the broader we can make our message the more people come to us higher up in the uh, conversation and i'm sure that's similar to what you guys are doing we want to be in yep. you want to be in the conversation all the way from a contract furniture dealer to, like you said, even eventually residential designers and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where we both have to go. Yeah. You, we both have to grow. 
the, the nice thing I think about your guys' company, about MPS, first off, love the new name. Thanks. Um, we were talking about that at lunch yep. as well. Yep. I'm going to now interview you a little okay. bit. Fair enough. But, <laughs> uh, but I love the fact <clears throat> that your product is progressing. And it's not progressing where you didn't add a chair. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because you could. I mean, anybody can add a chair, right? Sure. But you didn't go that direction. You're staying in your, your realm. You're just broadening the horizon of that, that realm. So yes. you're adding screens. What other products are you guys moving towards? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, we originally started just with an acoustical fabric. So we were doing like wall treatments. And, yeah. And then we transitioned to hanging screens that create visual, um, visual breaks between this wide open office space. But they're also acoustical. Yeah. Um, and then desk screens. So that's been, that's been our dipping our toe into the furniture industry directly is yep. now we actually have things that bolt onto desks and create a privacy screen or a modesty screen. Yep. That's been a quite the learning experience because we don't make the desk. Yeah. So think about every desk you've ever seen and we're trying to figure out how do we design hardware that will fit on all that stuff and look good and a, and a steel case dealer or Herman Miller dealer or Hayworth dealer will, will see the, the value in what we have there. Yep. Um, and then baffles, mobile screens. Um, the other big thing about us is looking at different industries. So we've been corporate mostly. Yep. And now we're saying what schools could, I mean, everybody you talk to like at a barbecue, they're like, Oh man, our school is so bad. If you, do you guys sell schools? And yep. I'm like, well, no, we need to. And you know, healthcare, we're not into as strong as we should be. Uh, you know, um, hospitality, all those different things are areas that we've not traditionally even been able to influence and so that's yep. that's kind of how we're looking at it um and and then lastly we're you know we talked about this at lunch too we're trying to as you can tell by doing podcasts and videos and things like that we're trying to become much more of a media company mm -hmm. along with a solution provider yeah um we feel like our ability to get our message out about what we can do for everybody designers end users dealers everybody in the process has a pain yeah and if we can help communicate how we solve their pain we can we can help out customers every step of the way and that that's yeah. kind of our goal and what we talked about at lunch is the way that you're doing that through your media i think it's fantastic i'm really Thank excited you. because it's following along with what we're trying to do as well and so it's it's really interesting to know that we're on the same path and yet had no conversation about yeah we sit down we sit down path. and we, we've seen each other at shows and we've yeah. hung out together but we sat down for lunch and all of a sudden it's like boy we think about yes. what we're doing as an industry very similarly. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to let the secret out too much. Right. But yeah. I, I also don't care because it's like, I'll let other people have to figure it out for themselves. Right. So, but we feel very strongly about uh, the ability to communicate who we are and what we do through video and audio yep. um, is the next wave of, we'll say marketing, right. Sales and marketing. Without and, question. Um, it's, it's more fun too. Yeah. Then, oh, it is. Then forgetting what airport I'm in <laughs> this week. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at yeah. right now, so that's okay. <laughs> Thankfully, you're in Dallas. It made our trip easier. Yeah, it made your trip back. easier. I get to go home maybe tonight, I think. So. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully, the weather will hold. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so if you had a magic wand and could just fix anything in the industry without hurting anybody's feelings, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> What, what would it be? What, what would you fix if you could fix something? So um, this industry, actually, and I love this industry. I absolutely love this industry. 
Um, so, but what really kills me about this industry is the amount of people that make money because of the complexities that they're creating in this industry. So I would actually, and that's what my resource library's whole mission sure. is, is to remove complexities in a very complex industry. Yeah. So that's why we're tying specification tools to marketing materials. There's no reason why one company should only be able to go 40% through a project with a, with a technology company and then have to use a whole nother technology to go the next 40 and then a whole nother one to do 20. That makes sense. So we're trying to, I would eliminate that. Now, the problem with that is that our industry is not very big. And so you're never going to have the, the Googles, the Amazons, the everybody else coming into this industry saying, we can fix it. Sure. So we're doing our very best to fix it as a small company. Um, and I think we're on a good path. I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, some of the stuff, uh, the, you know, I saw the demo of where you're taking a product and you can actually drag, correct me if I'm wrong, but oh, no, the demo right. I saw where you can drag it into CET and drop it yep. as an item. Now you're able to do a 3D rendering from, I did research on this product here on this site, and then yep. I was able to drag it into the design software. That to me is like, it's genius. I, lo I love that that's where yep. you guys took that to the next level. Instead of just saying we're a resource here, yep. we're, we're yeah, like you said, we're, we're tying the two technologies together so you can start with one and stay with one all the way through. And I believe that that's what everybody needs to start looking at is how do we, how do we partner? How do we get through some other things to make things easier to specify, make things a vetted specification process so that we stop looking at products that are barely available here? Sure. Um, or hey, I saw a picture of a chair that looks fantastic, but it's from Italy and it takes 17 weeks to get it here, yep. if it even gets here, um, and specifying those types of products. Sure. So sure. we're trying to bridge that gap and make things a little bit easier. Well, it's funny. You sound exactly like every appointment that I'm at. Yeah. I mean, our company's name is Making Privacy Simple. So yep. like, I walk into a dealer or design firm and basically say, you can buy our stuff from other people, and I know you have and can, you yep. know? But the reason you want to buy from us is we make it simple. We take yes. all these complexities of acoustics and boil it down into a really easy process to follow so your customer's happy. Yeah. And you get the right space. And so it's, it's the exact same message. It's like, how do we yep. make things easy for people? Because in the end, they can get what they need to get wherever it is. You know, that's yep. the, the product itself is not, for us, is not so magical that they can't find a suitable alternative. Yes. But we can make it easy and eliminate headaches and make make them enjoy what they're doing and that's 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 the battle that seems to have a whole lot more value than we've got something less expensive or a better mousetrap than well else. we talked about that at lunch too when i said i really don't have a competitor i really don't i wish i did because if i did then i could constantly be gauging myself up against somebody else oh they came out with that a neat idea we need yeah. to figure that out i need to you do know. that or yeah. i need to make it better yeah I yeah. don't have that. So sure. everything that I do is basically trial and error right up and here. based off of my <laughs> ideas. Well, which... and you, like what we talked about, you're, you're plugged in because you yes. travel a lot. You you know, everybody knows you for the most part. Yeah. And so you're going to get feedback. I mean, oh, yeah. they're going to tell you what they like about your stuff and what they don't or what they wish you had. So I'm yep. sure you always have this working list of... <laughs> Wish, wish to have or hope for next time or, you know. Like you say, it's a list, like it's not 300 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> pages and pages, yes. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. 
Yeah, we, we do get feedback. I'd, I'd be more than happy to allow anybody to read my emails uh, and take, <laughs> take that over for a day or so. Uh, we get a lot of feedback. And by the way, I reward feedback. I love getting feedback on our company because we can adjust. All the programming is done in-house. Like I do have contracted uh, programmers that are out of sea or over country, out of the country. Um, but most of our programming is done right in our office. Wow. So we can react quick, to things. Quick changes. Quick yeah. changes. Um, we do that every day. We evaluate our program every single day from a user standpoint, and it's getting better. Good. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I, it, like you never feel like your stuff is perfect. No. You know, but uh, I, I think it's very user friendly. It's easy to find things. Um, it's you know, it, it's definitely way better than going into a library and trying to find a binder. Oh yes. <laughs> well, and I tell manufacturers all the time we we give a little bit of reporting back, which is the firms that open the binder and sure. you know, kind of what they were looking into. But the reality is, I always when they say that's not good enough, they want leads. I, say, I always refer back to them and say, well, what did your physical binder give you? Did, they, did it send you information when they were looking at it? Right. Because <laughs> something's better than nothing. Exactly. Um, but the printing costs of those binders is just, yep. it's ridiculous. Yep. So, and then the managing, the, the man hours to manage yes. those is, it's definitely a savings to go with you guys. Well, and, and I'll, I'll speak from a manufacturer side of things. It's pretty much a requirement at this point. It's yes. just one of those costs that you're like, yep, you got to be there. Yep. If you're not... How in the world is, you know, we're about to be 20, 2020. How yeah. in the world is someone in 2020 going to be able to find you yes. in this industry if you're not there? Well, we tell manufacturers, so it's funny. When we first started, there was a manufacturer that once told me, actually here mm -hmm. in Dallas uh, at MetroCon, long time ago, said, you need me more than I need you. So here's what I'm willing to pay you. And I said, you're, you're right. I need manufacturers onto our program. So I accepted his terms. Just the other day, we sent out a price increase to a lot of the manufacturers because we've grown so much. In order for me to grow Saw further- Saw that email, by the way. Yeah, yes. in order for me to grow further, <laughs> I have to charge what's right. But sure. I kept everybody pretty much as low as I could. Um, and so you know, he reached out to me and I said, by the way, you need me more than I need you. Uh, we have 90,000 people that log into my resource library every month. That's exposure that you could not get to your website if you wanted to. You couldn't pay. You couldn't pay Google to get that. No. Yeah. So we have a lot of people that are looking at you. It's all about impressions, and I think that it's been paying off really well. Excellent. Yeah. So last couple of questions. Yep. These are more personal ones. Oh, um, so what's your favorite thing to do when you're not at work? And I know you're going to say it's work. <laughs> you love working. You work all the time. Um, if you ask my so, wife and kids, yes. they'll say it's work. So assuming that that's your number one answer, what's your next answer? What do you, uh, what do you like to do? The favorite thing that I like to do is uh, actually swim in my backyard with my kids and my family. There you go. So it's my all-time <clears throat> favorite thing. If I could do that every day, I would be very happy. Unfortunately, you live in Phoenix, so, so I can't most every day, day that's available <laughs> as long as you're home. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. But that is my favorite thing. I, I enjoy golf. I enjoy all that stuff. I do love to work, and I will work every day. But going out and floating in the pool and watching the kids have fun and, and being with my wife is by far the most important thing. I hear you. Make sure we'll, we'll snip that and let them hear it. So <laughs> yeah, send me that so that she knows <laughs> I'm that. actually saying that. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, and then last one, if you had all the money in the world and could just do whatever you want, what would it be? That's a really interesting question. Um, and it's probably shouldn't surprise you at this point. Um, I'm doing it. 
I don't have all the money in the world. I'm by far not a rich person, but I am doing exactly what I love to do, and I wouldn't change a thing. Well, that's how you know you're uh, you're enjoying life. I'm enjoying yeah. it. The live-work right. balance is a little off, but mm -hmm. I am really fully enjoying what I'm doing because we are impacting and disrupting an industry, and I, I can't think of anything else I'd rather do. I love it. So... Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule yeah. and um, always good to chat with you. And I'm really excited to kind of, the more we've been talking, just to kind of see your vision for what you guys are doing. It, it resonates with, with me and with our company quite a bit. So Great. Um, well, you guys are a valued partner to us. We, we love having you be a part of it. I really want to change your binder. You know that I want we've to change your binder. Yep, yep. We're going to figure a way to do this. I'll bring that back. We'll see, we'll see if I can push that further. So, But we're going to have some fun. And, and I love your guys' images. And I'm going to leave you with this one last thought. I wonder who's going to post about this first on social media. Ooh. Did we, I, take, we took the picture on his on phone. On my phone. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be me. So. But right. I look forward to getting this from you. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Thank you.